This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. Mmm, yeah, we're kissing. Yeah, this is how I'm kissing. Anyways. Hello and welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacey Kulo, and we are both comedians. And a couple. And I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which is a show that I love, but I've never seen the Gilmore Girls, one of Stacey's favorite shows. So we're watching both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we go. And this week we watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. As well as Gilmore Girls Season 2, Episode 16, There's the Rub. I think these were fun. Yeah, these are both fun, good episodes. This will be an interesting one. Yeah. Stacy, you got anything going on right now? I do. If you're listening to this the week it comes out, I'm going to be doing a show this weekend, March 13th. I think I've maybe talked about it before, but I don't know. I don't know if we've done one while we've been doing this podcast, but I'm part of a show called Sketch Cram. I used to do this as a live show. It's been an institution in New York City for like years, and I've been part of it for a couple years, but we we write a whole show in a day. When we did it live, we would have the writers come at like nine in the morning, we'd write all day, all afternoon, and then we'd pick the show and actors would come in at like 6 p.m. and rehearse the show, and then we would put it up live at midnight. This sounds crazy. It sounds like they don't really do it in a day, do they? But they do. They do it all in a day. Yeah, and like sometimes the actors forget their lines or kind of just make up new lines. But in 2020, we adapted the show to be digital. Now people are just filming them in their houses. Brian and I will probably film one for the show, actually. We already have one up from the last sketchgram we did, which is, again, we did it all in a day, which is a lot to film and then edit we as did well. Like three or four. Brian was a piano tuner. That's right. But we also did one about you loving board games more than me in the apocalypse, which I think we have shared that one. Yeah, and that one is kind of close to reality, so it wasn't that hard. Yes. But yeah, we'll be doing that again this weekend. I'll post a link for you guys to watch that. There was a sale on Cheez-Its, and I bought a lot. That's what I have to confess to you guys. I bought a lot of Cheez-Its. How many? Like three boxes. But we already had two boxes. Yeah, we've, we've been eating a lot of Cheez-Its. I don't know if that's okay. Yeah, they're just so good. Pro tip, the toasted ones are great. Yeah, but here's the double pro tip. Have more than one. Because you had a toasty one, and your first bite, you're like, oh, I don't like toasty. You're then right. two bites in, you're like, oh, I'm all about toasty. And now we've named our firstborn Toasty. Yeah, he came out very done. And so fast. We didn't even know we were pregnant. Yeah, it might be an alien parasite. I was a little worried about it. It has a lot of legs. But we love it. Yeah. Cat loves it. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Should we talk about our shows? Let's do it. So this week we started with Buffy. Stacey, can you tell us what happened on Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered? So this is a very Xander-centric episode Mm -hmm. where he is, again, not happy with his love life, as always. But he takes it upon himself to approach the school witch and ask her to help him cast a love spell, which very much backfires. Yeah. So it opens on the graveyard, as you would expect. Buffy's doing her thing. Xander's there with her. He's getting ready to give Cordelia a big old heart pendant for Valentine's Day. It seems like they are a couple or he's proposing they be a couple and he's asking Buffy to talk him through this. And then uh, Buffy kills a vampire. No big deal. It didn't even need to happen, really, did it? I think there's a quota on how many, like, punches every episode has to have. Yeah, and otherwise there wasn't a lot. Yeah. Anyway, vampire, unimportant, easy to kill. Buffy's doing great. The next day at school, Cordelia rolls up. Harmony's back. Cordelia's got a whole gaggle of friends in this one, and they have lines again. That's nice. There's a whole series of episodes where she just talked to some random girl that didn't have any lines. But her friends just give her all kinds of shade for dating Xander. They don't approve. 
she barely approves. It's unclear why they're a couple. In class, Buffy's dressed real sexy again, even though Willow's wearing a sweater. I don't know if Buffy just, like, runs hot. Right. She's never in the right season. What is the temperature in the room? And it's California, but it's still February. I imagine it's not, like, in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know. They're all handing in some assignment, and Amy's back. Amy was the daughter of the witch in the episode Witch. Amy kind of fake hands an assignment to the teacher, but, like, says something sort of hypnotic, and the teacher believes she's received an assignment. But Xander sees that she has not. Xander tries to tell this to his friends. They don't really care. Jenny pops out of her classroom trying to talk to Giles, and she's like, Rupert. And he's like, Ms. Callender. This was all very dramatic. There's a lot of music playing, <laughs> trying to tell us how we should feel about this moment. And <laughs> we feel uncomfortable. I guess he's still not over her being like a double agent secret gypsy lady. But Giles has been reading about Angel, finally. He's gotten around to that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't understand why he hasn't doing this the whole time. But he learned that apparently Angel is into brutal displays on Valentine's Day. So he's very worried about what Angel might be planning for Buffy. So he wants Buffy to stay home. He says he Patrol. Spike has also gotten a necklace for Drew. And she's like, oh, that's cute, I guess. And then Angel comes in and like slams down a juicy human heart, which she loves. This is very romantic. I mean, who wouldn't love a heart? He says he found it in a quaint little shop girl. That was funny. It was funny. He's wearing one of like Xander's shirts, I think. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, that shirt's definitely like, I'm a vampire. That's what that shirt is. I'm a sexy vampire. I miss his jacket. Yeah, he'll get it back. I do like Evil Angel, though. Stand by that. What about uh, Beat Up Spike? I like him, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's vulnerable right now. That's oh. nice. And uh, Crazy Drew? You know, I don't think I would like her as a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But She just sends you all these crazy texts. <laughs> Yeah. There was a child on the boat by my house in a dream. Okay. Like, okay, cool. It's uh, uh, a lot of text. Right. Uh, here's a gif, I guess. But then Angel emasculates Spike some more. But he's trying to think of something real messed up to do to Buffy still. Buffy actually listened to Giles and stayed home. There's a knock at the door. Buffy goes to check. No one's there. She goes back to the living room. Her mom's not there. Oh, no. Joyce just had gone to the back door and gotten a box of roses that someone left. Who puts roses in a box? Evil vampire. I guess. And then there's just a little note that says, soon. I've seen roses in a box before. In Terminator 2, they're in a box. So that must be a thing. Is Terminator a vampire? No, but he does have roses in a box. This scene, like, just totally highlights, like, why Buffy needs to tell her mom, like, oh, there's a vampire that's outside that might want to, like, torture you and, like, put your insides on the outside uh, to get at me. Yeah, because it seems like he's not into killing Buffy. He's very into killing those around Buffy. Yeah. It's like, Mom, he's going to do bad things to you for me. It's sort of sweet, but um, you should know about that. <laughs> At the bronze, Oz's band is playing. Willow's just loving it. I feel like Xander doesn't love it. Well, he's nervous about giving the gift to Cordelia. That's right. Her friends are, like, pretty much shunning her now. So Xander approaches, and she actually compliments the way he's dressed for once. I don't think he looks that great. But I think he looks pretty bad a lot of the time, though. So I guess he looks good comparably. You're right, but, like... I don't think he looks as bad as she tells us he does, ever. Oh, I agree with you. I feel like he and Willow, they dress sometimes in ways that's like, that's just not an attractive outfit. He says that Buffy has dressed him. That was not a scene we saw. Xander has this whole, like, kind of speech planned to give this gift to Cordelia. Like, maybe this could be something more than just lust. Is this a nice gift? I, yeah, I guess. 
Yeah. She's like, it's so beautiful. I don't have a problem with it. It just looks very simple. Maybe it's still really nice. I'm just curious if you thought it was like a nice necklace. I feel like we just watched some other show where someone got jewelry and they were like, it's so beautiful. And like, it's just like a pendant. It's not like immaculately carved in any way, you know? Yeah. It's just like a big silver heart. Like, it's nice. She seems to like it. She seems to be attracted to him in this moment, but she tells him that she wants to break up. Um, and, and he's, he's bummed about that. The next day at school, Xander's having a real rough time. It seems like everyone knows about this. They're all laughing at him. And he's like, hey, witch, I know you're a witch, witch. He says that to Amy. He doesn't just like start screaming that. Yes, yes, Amy, the girl from the witch episode. And he's like, help me get some respect out of these clowns. Great Xander impression. Perfect. Get on. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. I'm a witch. I'll help you. This scene, too, is, like, crazy to me because he's like, listen, I'm going to tell on you if you don't do some magic for me. It's like, aren't you afraid she's going to do some magic on you right now? But also, are you going to tell on her? Like, are you going to tell the principal that she's a witch and the principal's going to, like, believe you? I mean, principals get eaten at this school. He's probably going to be like, all right, let's burn her just to be safe. We haven't seen the principal in months. Is there even a principal right now? He's currently on the holodeck on vacation. Oh, yeah. He will come back. Good, because there's definitely something up with him that we have not found out about. Oh, I guess it seems that way, doesn't it? We may or may not see him again. Wah, wah, mayor. So she's like, you got to get the necklace you gave Cordelia. I'm not really sure why. You think like a lock of her hair or something would be more helpful in a spell? I don't know. It doesn't have a problem with that. Spells are nonsense anyway. I mean, she just got the necklace. It's just as much Xander's as it is hers. It's like a symbol of their love, though. Sure. So he goes to ask for the necklace, which I don't know why she even kept it. Yeah, right? I could see if they broke up like a week or two after he mm-hmm. gave it to her that she would keep mm-hmm. it. But she broke up with him as soon as she got it. I would feel guilty keeping it. Absolutely. I I remember I broke up with a guy once like a few weeks after Christmas and his parents had like given me a little bracelet, which at the time opening the gift, I knew I was going to break up with him. So uh, I felt weird about it. It wasn't expensive. It, it was like a very cheap bracelet, but I was still like, oh, don't get me things. I'm going to hurt your son soon. <laughs> and I did. That's why I never get you anything, honey. <laughs> So he asks her for the necklace. She's like, it's in my locker. Come with me. So he does. But she kind of opens the locker in a way that he can't see what she's doing. And she's wearing the necklace under her clothes. Mm -hmm. Something Buffy would never be able to get away with (laughs) because her neck is never this covered. So she still likes him a little bit, I think. Yeah, she clearly does. So then Xander and Amy just go to like a classroom and do the spell right at school during the day. Yeah, as no one cares. He's got like his shirt off and he's got all kinds of like weird symbols on him. Oh yeah, he's like sitting in a circle on the ground. Yeah, he looks like he's at like a Vikings game or something. Did they lock the door? I hope so. Then it's over and Xander just like confidently goes up to Cordelia like, hey, this obviously worked. I'm going to test it out. But it didn't work. Cordelia is not into him and then he feels pretty stupid. Meanwhile, Buffy has demanded that Giles tell her everything he knows about Angel, all the secret Valentine's Day stories. She wants to know him. She's upset about the roses. But she doesn't want to know about whatever he nailed that puppy to. That's like one of the entries Giles finds. She's like, I don't have a puppy. I don't want to know. I want to know. What is he doing to puppies? I don't want to know about the puppy stuff. You don't? No, man. Leave the puppies alone. Well, then why bring it up? Well, he did it, so. Xander comes in upset. He's mad the spell didn't work. Buffy tries to be comforting. You know, they're friends. She's like, you know what would be nice? Just if we hung out tonight. Just the two of us. What? Alone. Huh? And Xander's like, yeah, that sounds great, but like, is a lap dance an option? Can we talk about this line? Yeah, we have to. What the hell? Like, forget the fact that he's trying to be funny. Like, I get that. When you're a comedian, you can kind of say stuff that maybe a normal conversation doesn't work. But he's saying to his friend, when she's like, hey, maybe we can hang out. He's like, right, will you rub my, your genitals on my dick? Like, what? You can't say that to your 
friend? To be fair, she did do that once. Yeah, it's like, are you going to dance like you danced in episode one of this season? Because I will hang out for sure. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? I mean, it's like you, I would never say that to, like, a friend. And if you did say that kind of stuff to your friends, I don't feel like they would stay your friend. No, this is so much. That's an insane thing to ask of your female friend. And I said this when we were watching it. I don't even think I knew what a lap dance was when I was 17. You were kind of sheltered. Yeah. I went to a Christian school where we didn't do lap dances. Right. Well, in public schools, everyone did, so. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have known how to give one at that point. Well, he knows Buffy knows how to give one. Does he? Well, he had that dance with her. Season two, episode one. That's true. And Buffy's not a virgin. Yeah, and he knows that too. Does he know that? <laughs> I guess maybe we don't know. Giles knows? That means everybody knows. Giles is fucking, yeah, he's Giles constantly is, chatting over tea. He has his two glasses of whiskey and him and Xander just gossip like gals. He's always sharing that tea. Spilling the tea? What is it? It's spilling the tea. <laughs> he's always spilling that tea. But whatever the case is, not appropriate to ask your friend. Yeah, it's just it was just like a joke that like didn't work on a meta level as far as like, oh, that's funny written for a show. It just isn't. But it's also just like no no one would ever do that with their real friends, so I don't buy it. And it's just, like, cringy, really. Yeah. Regardless, Buffy's like, maybe. Play your cards right. I have this memorized because this is my favorite episode when I was 16. Oh, so you liked this episode when you were a child. Yes. And I quickly learned why. <laughs> you said you related to Xander, and if you are someone that relates to Xander, this episode is good for you. Yeah. So then they, like, almost kiss until they're interrupted by Amy the Witch. She's like, oh, sorry, the spell didn't work. But Xander's, like, fine with it. He's like, shut up, Amy. Things are going great with Buffy right now. Can we talk later? Yeah, he's just, like, not even making eye contact with her. But then we quickly find out that Amy is also into Xander. And then I think one of Cordelia's friends comes over and seems like she's into Xander. It's quickly become apparent that every girl but Cordelia is into Xander. So Xander's like, I can't handle this. I need to go to my room. So they build a new set, which is Xander's bedroom. <laughs> I don't think we've been to his house before. You pointed out that there's a bug by his bed. Yeah, he's got a creepy-ass bug on the wall. And you're like, who would want Want that, but Xander, he's yeah, maybe almost banged a bug before. So he sits in his bed and almost sits on Willow. What Willow's just hiding in his bed? It's not like she hasn't been there before, yeah. But then they were wearing footy pajamas, they don't say how long ago that was. I'm gonna imagine when they were children during the puppet show episode. <laughs> So Willow gets up, and she's got one of Xander's shirts and no pants on. I love this episode when I was a kid because <laughs> of all the women's legs, yeah. It was a lot of skin, and also it's. Like your fantasy when you're 16, like every woman's just like throwing themselves at you. You were like 14. Same. Fantasy does not change until you're 18. <laughs> then it's more about business. Then it's a very business oriented. Getting a good job and a uh, respectable mm, wife. Yes. And Willow's like, I just want you to be my first. And then she starts going to town on his ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it's sexy. He's got a lot of ear. It looked aggressive. Xander decides to go back to school. It's not safe at home. They tear down his room set. Maybe we'll see it again someday. <laughs> Everyone's looking at Xander as he walks down the hall. Men, too? I'm like, are men into him? But you pointed out maybe just be that the men are mad at him because he's attracting all the women. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They all look a little angry, and like all the women are like, woo, fanning themselves. So I think they're like, what? We needed Larry in this episode as a barometer. Yeah, we want to see how Larry reacts. Like, is everyone attracted to Xander that could be? I think it is women who identify as women are attracted to him. So like a gay woman would be attracted to him? Yes, I think so. The reason is because when they were doing the love spell, uh, Xander was like sitting in the symbol for a woman. Mm. Like she had drawn the symbol of a woman. 
It seems like it doesn't like start though until they come into contact with him though. I agree. I, I was thinking about that actually because otherwise people would just be like coming up to him. I mean, maybe it's just like when they're around him because like we don't see Willow fall in love with him. She's just like waiting for him. But like maybe someone brought him up and that was enough. Oh, you're right. We don't see Willow talking to him. Yeah, but she's a person who like Xander's name might come up around her, you know? Yeah, because Cordelia's friend had come into contact with him. So it would make sense that she would approach him. Yeah. But like, also later there's like a lunch lady yeah and maybe it's just like people start talking about Xander and that's enough right to set someone else off anyway he goes to tell Giles because he needs help he can't talk to Amy because she just wants to bone him and not undo this what a bad day for Xander and Giles is actually kind of pissed super pissed and then Jenny comes in this is all hilarious and apparently the spell has worked on adults too <laughs> Which Jenny is the same age as Cordelia. We've established that. She's probably the same age as Amy, but Amy calls her old, blah, blah, blah. She kind of just starts like touching Xander's arm casually throughout this conversation while she talks to Giles. And then Giles is like, we got to get you out of here. Takes Jenny away. And she's like, no. (laughs) Read his back. Yeah, it was very funny. Uh, so Xander barricades himself in the library badly. Yeah, he puts something up against the door, and then someone opens, Buffy opens the door it's, the other way. Yeah, it like opens the other way. He does this again later in the episode. And then Buffy walks in in just a robe, which is way more conservatively dressed than she normally is. Where did she buy this robe? It's like jet black. It's just, it's a robe just for sex, I feel like. But she's like ready to do it with him yeah. right there in the library, mm-hmm. door unbarricaded. But he says he can't because he knows now that this is a spell and what she's saying isn't really her. He makes it clear that he wants to though. Oh, yeah. And then Amy comes in, again, door unbarricaded, but she's mad that Buffy's putting moves on him. Right. And she says, I know what his heart wants. And Buffy's like, well, I know what your face wants. And <laughs> just punches her. Punches her right there. And then Amy turns Buffy into a rat, which is maybe fine. Like, maybe Buffy's safer as a rat. Angel's not looking for a rat. I don't know. He seems to be doing stuff to animals around Valentine's Day. Giles comes back with Jenny. I'm not really sure where they went. Jenny and Amy are fighting over Xander. Giles is like, stop it. Shut up. We have to catch the Buffy rat. Well, then Oz shows up. Yes. Oz comes in because he's been talking to Willow, and Willow's all upset about Xander. So Oz punches Xander. A lot of punching. Guess we didn't need that vampire fight at the beginning. Meanwhile, Buffy, the rat, has escaped. Oz is going to help look for Buffy. I love Oz's reaction to finding out Buffy's a rat. He's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> just like, he's just getting a lot of new information every episode, and he's just like, uh, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. So he goes to look for her in the basement. There's a cat down there? Also, who cleaned the bazaar out of the basement? This giant, pulsating, like, tumor creature that lived in the basement. Very big. A yeah. lot of people doing a lot of manual labor to excavate this thing. Yeah, I mean, and they hadn't gotten it out yet either. No. They're just going to leave it down there rot? So, yeah, does the school reek of dead bazaar? Did they, like, cover that room up with, you know, they seal it off somehow? Is it just covered in baking soda so it doesn't smell as bad? We've talked about this before, but vampires die in a very clean and efficient way. They turn to dust. But a lot of these other monsters die and their bodies are just there and like Buffy doesn't clean it up. Does Giles, is that his side? Is that really what he has to do as a watcher? He really needs to get paid more. Yeah, if he's hauling bizarre bits day and night, yeah. But Giles is, again, super pissed at Xander. He tells him to get out of his sight. Just go home and lock himself up. But then things get pretty chaotic. All of the girls are pissed at Cordelia for treating Xander so badly. Right. Xander rescues Cordelia. And then they all mob Xander because they want to have him for themselves, even the lunch lady. 
Giles has figured out that Amy somehow messed up the spell and somehow the necklace protected Cordelia instead of putting the spell on her. I don't know why Giles isn't doing more. Never mind. I'm just thought about it. I was going to say, I don't know why Giles doesn't do more magic because he seems like he's kind of good at it. Like in the witch episode and then this episode. But then I guess he did some magic one time and all his friends died. So yeah, yeah. He's probably trying to stay away from that a bit. Makes sense. But he's very annoyed that Amy's still in love with Xander. He's like, this isn't love. It's an obsession, which I guess works. She's more helpful after that. Jenny has wandered off to join the mob. Yep. And good acting, Willow is back. <laughs> so we have Allison Anigan outside with an axe, acting her goddamn heart out. She was so sad. So sad. I guess like half the women have decided they want to kill Xander. I think it's one of those, if I can't have you, nobody can kind of things. So Xander comes outside, sees these women with the axe. They're going to come after him. And then the ones still in love with him, wanting him alive, sort of like fight the ones that want to kill him. And this gives him an opportunity to escape with Cordelia to go to Buffy's house. The reason they went to Buffy's house is because then Joyce hits on Xander and it's very funny. Yeah, it is funny. Cordelia goes out of the room for some reason and she just like starts massaging Xander. He just like face palms. (laughs) Okay, I guess. Cordelia catches this and like locks her outside. And Cordelia's like, you keep your mom aged mitts off my boyfriend, which is hilarious because Cordelia's like pretty much Joyce's age, I'm sure. I don't know about that. Also telling, she thinks of him as her boyfriend. And then she breaks the glass and she's like, let Joycey in. Ew. So then they go up to Buffy's room to hide and there's Angel just in Buffy's window and he yanks Xander out the window and like throws him off the roof. I guess he was there to do something to Buffy, but this works out because now he can like do something nasty to Xander. He didn't really like Xander in the first place. This is great. Yeah. Win, win, win. But then Drew shows up and she's in love with Xander. (laughs) That was also very funny. I love it. I know. I I, love it. I like that a lot. I I guess it works on vampires too? I guess so. So she kind of rescues him from Angel at least, but her love language is eating the men she's in love with, I guess. (laughs) She's still going to bite him. But the mob shows up just in time to stop this from happening. They all chase him into the house, except Drew. She can't go in. Yeah. Angel's like, ha ha. And that's all we see of Angel. I wonder what their plan was. I didn't see any puppies, so I don't know. So they run down to the basement where Xander badly barricades the door again. <laughs> so funny when the door opens. But this is where they had their first kiss in Buffy's basement. Mm-hmm. And now Cordelia figures out that he did a spell for her and she feels touched by this. Yep. She realizes that she was the target of the spell, which is touching, but also like you're going to do like mind control magic on me. Yeah. I, it's not cute, really. The writers go out of their way, I think, to give him the least terrible reason to be doing a love spell, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's doing it to make Cordelia feel hurt like he was. Like Buffy makes a joke that it's like a roofie thing, but it's it's not that. It does end up being that on the other women, but that's not what he was trying to do to Cordelia. So on the one hand, it's good that he's not like trying to take Cordelia's free will away and make her a slave to him. That's still awful. Taking away anyone's free will, even it's to make somebody hurt for you, is like that you shouldn't use magic that way. And that's actually something Buffy will address at some point in the show. But it's still like, it's not a small deal that you're casting a spell on someone. No. And Giles definitely gives it the gravitas it deserves, but Cordelia doesn't, which I guess maybe fits her character. She's not the smartest person in the world. True. Like when she finds out he did this for her, she's like, please, without really thinking about what this actually means his thought process was. But even for the like, I want her to love me back is forcing someone's will against what they want. And that's just, that's not okay. I guess the writers are trying to make it so Xander's doing a bad thing for the best bad reason, right? Yeah. 
It's not a good look. No, I totally agree. And I feel like this should take several episodes for them to forgive him for. Giles has Amy convinced to help him reverse all the spells. They start with the Buffy rat spell. Buffy's in the basement. Oz is hunting her and she turns back to Buffy, but she's naked. Oz goes to find clothes for her. I'm like, Oz, just give her the extra shirt you're wearing. You have like an oversized top shirt on. (laughs) The mob has broken into the basement, but just as they're about to really get him and Cordelia, the spell is reversed. And they all snap out of it right at the last second. Cordelia tells them it was a scavenger hunt, and they're like, "Mm, okay. We learn in the next scene, though, that Joyce buys this. Yeah, everyone buys this? Like, what? And then they say something like, or she's just getting really good at repressing things, which is also true. Yeah, I mean, every single day in Sunnydale, you got to repress something. But yeah, then we learn that Buffy remembers everything. Like, she remembers coming on to Xander, Mm -hmm. which means that everyone remembers everything? What? I think that's a mistake. Every time you'd see Xander, you'd be like, why did I, was I in love with him, like, for an hour? Why did I go to Buffy's house? Magic is real, guys. Was there a vampire in the yard? <laughs> I I don't I think they maybe could have found a way that people didn't remember stuff. Yeah, I think they shouldn't have. That would have just tied the ends up a little neater. But Buffy is just like so impressed that Xander didn't take advantage of her. <laughs> You did the bare minimum, Xander. It was supposed to be like a touching moment, I think. She was like thanking him for not having sex with her when she was inebriated. Even though he soberly asked her for a lap dance in the library. <laughs> Things seem back to normal with Cordelia and her friends. Harmony's very excited because some boy is going to ask her on a date if these other two girls say no first. That was so funny. Then Xander walks by and Cordelia's friends are mean to him. And then Cordelia grows some balls and she calls her friend a sheep. Topical. <laughs> Everyone's calling people sheep all over the internet, right? That's yeah. a thing? Yeah, it's topical. She's like, I can do whatever I want. I can date whoever I want, no matter how lame they are. And then she walks away, arm in arm with Xander, even though she doesn't seem super sure about what she just did. Right. Are Giles and Xander going to be okay? We don't see them reconcile at all. I mean, Giles definitely like saved Xander's ass, but he kind of had to if he wanted his Jenny and his Buffy back. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Xander owes Giles a big thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's it. That's the whole episode, guys. Brian, was this a good episode? Yes, it still was. Okay. It's funny. It is pretty funny. I feel like uh, there's a lot of really good jokes. It's fast-paced, too. It does feel like Xander wrote it. <laughs> it seems like Xander fanfic. I mean, this was definitely targeted for... Well, I mean, I think you could enjoy it as not the protagonist, right? Because, like, it's the monkey paw thing, right? He gets what he wants, but it's not good. Yeah. It's got a catch. And so I feel like you can enjoy that without having that be your monkey paw wish. I'm seeing who wrote it. It just says only Joss. <laughs> Would not take suggestions from others. No, it was written by a woman. Marty Nixon? hmm I feel like this episode has two lines that are cringy. One, the lap dance line. And two, the Buffy being like, wow, you didn't totally take advantage of me when I had no agency. Those two lines, like, really ruin it for me. Like, there's no message. Like, Xander's heart of gold is just like a heart of isn't a monster, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, like, couldn't have had sex with her. We would have just never forgiven him. Exactly. Like, Buffy would never forgive him. Giles would never forgive him. Like, you wouldn't just go past that. I... Liked it for the most part. It was very funny. There was some funny stuff with Giles and Miss Calendar. This is exactly an episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, the hypnotism one, right? Yeah, the one where Zach is like putting subliminal messages and tapes. The girls are faking it though, right? Yeah, yeah, at the end. But it's still sort of like uh, you wanted one girl and now you're getting all the girls. Right. And it's kind of scary. There was an episode of Tales of the Crypt sort of like that too. I don't know. I think like the episode um, was a fun concept. They executed it very well. But I also feel like it just kept heightening with, like, what happened in the jokes, you know? Like, all of the characters falling for him, right? Each one was funnier in its own way. Like, Jenny Calendar was funnier because she was older, 
but also just like her reactions were funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, we get then Joyce. That's funny because it's Buffy's mom. And then Drusilla. And then, yeah, exactly. It's just like perfect. Like Drusilla, Joyce's mom, you'd think is the end. Like that's the pinnacle of funny. And then they bring out Drusilla and it's like, Perfect. Awesome. Great writing, Marty Nixon. It also kept the season arc happening. Like, it gave Angel and Drew something to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of Spike. He was there. Spike's not in the show much longer, though. He dies soon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's done as well as it can be, considering what they decided to make an episode about. As far as Monsters of the Week go, it wasn't really a Monster of the Week. It was just Xander. Should we move on? Let's move on. And now, for a special segment we like to call Meanwhile on Charmed. Charmed was another popular WB show airing around the same time that neither of us has seen. But we're going to discuss it anyway. Based only on its IMDb summaries. Stacy, what happened on Charmed? Meanwhile, on Charmed Season 2, Episode 16, Murphy's Luck, after Prue prevents a woman named Maggie Murphy, Amy Adams, from committing suicide, a dark lighter, Arnold Vosloo, puts a curse on her that throws her into a depression that could cost her life. This is exciting. Amy Adams? Yeah, very famous actor now. I don't know what she was doing at the time. She hadn't arrived yet. Oh, because she was an arrival? And there was no Justice League in now. Okay, that is not one of the movies she's especially known for. <laughs> well, she's in it. I think one of her first big movies was Catch Me If You Can. Superman. And that was after this. So she was probably nobody. Yeah, she was just the person that would appear on an episode of Charmed. So she's a suicidal woman and a dark lighter puts a curse on her that throws her into a depression or Prue? I'm guessing it throws Maggie Murphy into a depression. That's sad. So she's suicidal. Yeah. Doesn't kill herself. Right. And then this dark lighter throws her into a depression? She can't get a break. No. And I think that's the idea from the title, right? Murphy's Luck. Like Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Mm. Well, it sucks too because Prue rescued her from suicide, probably like jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge there in San Francisco. That's very popular to do there. Right. She's like, come home with me. My friend's in town. And then she forgets that her friend's a dark lighter. Right. Which just makes everything worse for Amy Adams. Yep. Okay. Well, what do you think a dark lighter is? Um, That's like a guy who steals the light in rooms. Like that thing that Dumbledore has? Yeah, that was a dark lighter. That has a name. What is it? Maybe a dark lighter. <laughs> it's called like a light sniffer. Deluminator. Deluminator. I knew it was something like sniffer. <laughs> okay, so it's it's like that, what Dumbledore has, but, just but it's a, a person. It's a person. Yeah, it's just okay. like like one of those people that like like a real Debbie Downer, but it's like with light. It's like um an energy vampire. Yes, exactly. But with light. Yeah. But they're very funny. It's like a nice guy. It's a shame that like physically he does this to you. Right. He exactly. means well. So really, when it's like throws a depression onto her, really, it's just like they're hanging out. It's just like, God, this sucks. I feel real shitty right now. And he's like, what? I thought we were having a good time. And then at the end of the episode, she just like stops hanging out out with him right and that's it she gets better man but i think the whole episode murphy keeps turning to the camera and goes just my murphy's luck yeah i i guess yeah that that could happen you think she does that like every commercial break yeah that seems annoying i think it grows on you after like the fourth time you're like ah this is good i like it does it do that thing where like the camera zooms in and like a little black circle yeah she winks sounds great it's not a good episode it's a bad one this has been meanwhile Meanwhile. on char
And then we watched Gilmore Girls. Brian, why didn't you tell us about There's the Rub? Okay. This episode pretty much is like two storylines, essentially about Lorelai and her mother spending some time together and like exploring their relationship as friends. And the other part of this episode, the meatier part, the better part, the dramatic part, the part we are all very interested in. I like both parts. Is Rory is going to have a night alone while her mother's gone and Jess shows up unexpectedly and Dean finds out. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So the episode starts at Luke's. It's under construction. Remember last week, he bought the place next door. And the most ridiculous stuff is happening on screen that we're supposed to accept. Uh, a bunch of drywall just falls all over this dude's food. And Luke's like, oh, I'll give you some free coffee. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Then he just, he doesn't get him new food, doesn't take his food. No, he's just going to sit there and eat his plaster-covered food. I just want to point out that Luke would not be able to stay open. Like, the health department would shut him down. Mm-hmm. You can't just have construction and be serving. Yeah. Not to mention the pounding and drilling would probably make it so people didn't want to eat there. Yeah, I worked at a place in New York where, like, the building, like, next door or, like, even maybe down the block was, like, doing some major construction. Mm -hmm. And the whole building would just, like, vibrate. And people hated it. And we're like, we can't help it. Sorry. But he gets free coffee, and so that's nice. We meet Tom, the construction man. He's got an interesting accent. Oh, did he? Yeah. Could you do a little bit of it for us? Hi there, Luke. It's me, Tom. I just want to let you know that your place is falling apart. This isn't true. No, but he does have an accent. Okay. And Luke's like, uh, Tom, we're gonna have a rivalry, I guess. Jess comes in wearing a hard hat, carrying an umbrella. He hands the umbrella to Rory, like, you're gonna need this, which she does, because then some plaster falls on the umbrella, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Clearly, he cares about Rory. We already established that. Lorelai gets a phone call. It's Emily on the phone. She says she's got a ticket to a spa, and she wanted to know if Lorelai wanted to go. Once again, Emily's ho holding back some information. She doesn't tell her she's got two tickets. She's saying she has one. She got it because it was a charity auction. She had to bid on something. So finally, Lorelai's like, yeah, I'll do that. It sounds great. And then Emily's like, awesome. I'm coming with you. You talk me into it. I have two tickets. Clearly, this is Emily's idea, right? Is that how we're supposed to read it? I don't think Emily wanted to go, for real, when she called her. I don't know, because she doesn't say, hey, I have two tickets for you. One for you, one for your daughter. No, she didn't. But I didn't get the impression she actually wanted to go. I think Lorelai convinced her. It's hard to say. Emily's pretty manipulative. But she didn't do that, like, smarmy Emily thing. Well, Lorelai's already locked in. She said she's going to go, so she's going to go with her mom, and she hates this already. Lorelai sits back down with Rory. They share an umbrella, and they're just like, well, misery. And then the intro song, which Brian doesn't skip anymore. He likes the song, I think. Dude, have you guys heard the Buffy intro song? It's so good. From Nerf Herder. <laughs> Yeah, they've heard it. I don't know the words to the Gilmore one. You sang one line of it. If you lead, I will follow. These are the words, and I don't know more. You're getting better. Yeah. The next day, Lorelai is getting ready to go. This must be Friday. I never know. I don't I don't know that the show makes sense with its dates. I think it's the weekend, but Rory's also on her way to school. Yeah, I guess it could be Friday. So are we skipping Friday night dinner this week? Oh, good point. We never skip that. I guess if Emily's out of town, Richard's out, out of town most of the time anyway. Right. Okay. Lorelai's trying to talk her daughter into doing something crazy. Like, you could have a bunch of boys over and have, like, a keg and, like, a crazy drug party. And, you know, that's not Rory. We all know Rory. That's not Rory, guys. Rory's all like, no, I'm going to do laundry a real fun way. And by fun, I mean, like, complicated. Yeah, she wants to really sort the laundry. And order some Indian food. And, like, everyone this episode gives her shit for ordering Indian food. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to smell so bad. Indian food smells awesome. We just had Indian food. We just had. We love Indian food. And it, I don't think it smells. Yeah, I mean, it smells like 
like food. Like if you have steak, it's going to smell like steak in your apartment for that day. Fish, okay, I'll give you that. You cook and fish, that might smell for a day or two. Yeah, if you cook the Indian food in your home, maybe yeah. it would smell. Yeah, sure. But just getting it brought in, no. Yeah, these people are just like, Indian food, I can barely say the word Indian food. Lorelai's a little excited because she's figured out a way to stagger all of her activities so she doesn't actually have to spend much, if any, time with her mom at all. Lorelai's wearing a shirt that says yoga kills a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Honk, honk. Who could be honking? Emily hates honking. I like that line because we know that she does hate honking. Uh-huh. Uh, she mentioned that would happen in like season one. Lorelai goes downstairs and Emily has gotten a limousine. Which Lorelai seems to hate. Yeah, I was like, why not? Like your mom's got a ton of money. Have a good time. Yeah. And then they go to the spa. And at this point, I think we should just break the show into two different stories. Emily's in the best mood possible. She's like just seizing the day. She's having such a good time. She has some cucumber water. She's like, oh my God, cucumber water. I've ne- It's so amazing. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it's good. But it I'm is sh- good. I'm sure she's, she has servants. There's like no way she hasn't had it before. Lorelai wants coffee. Emily's like, there's no coffee, which is like, oh, rough. That's not good. For- yeah, it seems like the food and drink situation in this place is bad. Yeah, but like regardless, Lorelai's going to have like withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean that like she's going to have withdrawal. I mean, she's like literally going to have withdrawal symptoms. Right, right. She's going to get a headache. We get headaches if we don't have coffee. And she drinks coffee like it's water. So she's in for a hell of a stay. I guess that kind of justifies her being in such a poor mood because she really is a sourpuss for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Every single thing she does with her mom, she like hates. Her mom does talk constantly, though. Like, absolutely nonstop talking. It's funny because it's like, oh, you're just Richard now. <laughs> yeah, she she was very Richard and starts hollow in this episode. Yeah, less demeaning. Like, Richard could talk down to people, but just very chatty to the point where you're just like, no one can't stop. Yeah, yeah, it was all positive, but, like, too much talking. When they're settling in, Lorelai gets her itinerary, and she can tell that everything's been changed. And she's like, oh, there's been some mistake. And Emily's like, another mistake? Because I called and there was a mistake. Somehow we weren't in anything together. I think she knew what was up, right? I don't. I feel like she knew. I, I feel just, like they tell us when she knows. I don't know. Emily's so manipulative. I really do feel like she knew. I well, don't think Emily's dumb. I don't think she knew that Lorelai changed it, though. You might be right. I mean, I think it's definitely open to her interpretation. And you're right. They don't give us like a wink, wink to camera like she knows. But I don't know. There's a lot of coincidences for me. I, this is the type of show where they sort of spell it out for you, I feel like. But whatever the case is, she's switched them back so they can be together every single second this weekend. She's gotten them adjoining rooms. Emily's in love with everything. She loves the robes so much. She's got a robe on within like two seconds of coming into her hotel room. She loves it. Then they get massages done. They get like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, She like comes into Lorelai's room when she's getting a facial. Lorelai's got her eyes shut and Emily just kind of pops in. Lorelai goes into a quiet room. <laughs> Emily follows her in there and keeps talking. And then the cherry on top. She's booked them a couple's massage. I want to say that I don't know that her mom's being... I feel like they're playing a really cartoony, and I don't think it's that funny. I've seen people talk about this episode online as if Lorelai was the bad guy here for, like, being rude to her mother when her mother's just trying to make it a nice time for them. Yeah. Which, yeah, Lorelai is in a bad mood, but I... think she has kind of a right to be as we've discussed they've justified it with the coffee problem and she thought she was going to this alone and then her mom kind of just stuck herself in there and then she really went out of her way to make sure they weren't doing things together and some of these things are things that they shouldn't be doing together right. couples massage yeah or it seemed like the facial thing was like a private room situation yeah so i get why she's annoyed because emily is being annoying yeah but she's also not being mean to lorelei like she can be sometimes yeah i'm on the fence here because if we're to believe believe that Emily did not intentionally try to like hurt Lorelai or make it bad for Lorelai then I feel like 
they needed to stress the coffee thing more. Yeah. I think that Lorelai is more in the wrong here, but I don't agree with the things I read on the internet. Emily's not like a sweet little Emily necessarily here. So during the couple's massage, Lorelai just like loses it. She's just like, mom, you're being a lot. I don't remember what she says, but she's unhappy about it. That night, they're going to go to dinner. They're both so excited to eat. They're starving. The menu looks like garbage, though. It's like low-calorie water. Lorelai's like, let's just go get it. We're going somewhere else. We're going out. We're getting a steak. Put on my slutty lipstick. Yeah, it's called Vicious Trollop, and Emily couldn't possibly put it on. But she does, and it looks great. This was funny. I gave the show crap for some stuff earlier, but this was funny where she's like, oh, come on, Lorelai. Oh, it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> So they're going to they're gonna leave this place and go get a steak at some dive bar. I don't know if it's a dive bar, but it's a bar. Yeah, it's maybe like a supper club. You know, like somewhere you'd go with your parents. There's no tables available. And they're like talking about maybe bribing them for a table. That was funny. That Lorelai, was funny too. Lorelai's like, she's loaded. <laughs> but the hostess says, well, you could have a seat at the bar. And Emily's like, I couldn't possibly. The bar? My what? My feet won't touch the ground. That's against the Bible. But they do it. And there's peanuts. Emily just starts housing these peanuts. I don't know if she just hasn't eaten, like, peanuts appetizers before or what. She's just, like, slamming them. I guess she's hungry. But they order drinks and they order steak. And then Lorelai's like, hey, I think this is a bar where 60-year-old dudes come to hit on 40-year-old women. And I think there's a 60-year-old dude staring at you right now, Mom. And Emily's like, hey, there's no way. Not me sitting on a bar stool couldn't happen i'm like do we know he's not looking at lorelei yeah you think he would look maybe he understands it's not going to happen with him and lorelei though yeah but it does at the end of the episode she's pregnant again emily both of them they're having a great time their steak is great emily tells her she ate a bunch of hot chilies and went skinny dipping in thailand with her dad with lorelei's dad not with her dad Lorelai's reaction to this, she's like, oh, I don't want to know, Mom. It's like they went skinny dipping. It wasn't like, and then he, like, entered me in the water. It was like... (laughs) But it's going great. This is the happiest they've ever been. And then the man comes over. He starts flirting pretty hard with Emily and asking for assists from Lorelai, who's happy to oblige. And they talk her in and doing a dance with this guy. And so they dance once, and Emily's having a great time until they do a slow dance, and then she gets a lady boner and feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens. E- yeah, they get kind of intimate in the slow song, and I think she feels guilty about it. Yeah, she's or storming a off. lady boner, you could call it. That's what science would call it, honey. So she's in a huff. She's got to leave. She's like, I'm out of here. You maybe cheated on my husband, or maybe almost cheated my husband. Lorelai's like, you're being crazy. You didn't cheat on your husband. You didn't come close to it. It was just a dance. I mean, what do you think? Lorelai did push this. Yeah. She didn't really do anything wrong. Right. But I mean, like, if Richard were to walk in, I don't know that he would have loved it. I don't know how he would have felt about it, because like, Lorelai is there. Yeah, it's not like she was gonna go to this man's room. Right, exactly. And then he might be like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're having a, we're having a gag, you know? Yeah, yeah. And admittedly, Richard might not be the guy who would think it's that funny. And she had barely even really talked to this man, so I don't even think it was like emotional cheating. Yeah, I don't think it was emotional cheating at all. And I don't even think it was like lustful cheating. It was more just like, I want to feel wanted and attractive and young again. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. If it was like a recurring thing, maybe he should be worried, but it's not. Like if I found out that you had like danced with some guy at a club, I would like find him. Um, But, you know, I get it. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're not going to stay the night. They're going to go home. This trip's not working out. And this is this is classic Gilmore Girls. I saw this coming. Emily and Lorelai were getting along way too well. Too many compliments were flying back and forth. They were smiling too much. They were gelling too hard. I was like, this is the calm before the storm. They're going to fight. And of course they did. They're packing up to go home. They can't stay there. Emily's like, why can't we have what you and your daughter have? And she's like, well, Rory and I are best 
friends. And Emily's like, well, I was told to be a role model, not a best friend. And that's kind of all we get. Yeah, it's not super deep or really telling. Um, it's kind of sad, though, because it's kind of like Lorelai telling her mother, like, you were never going to have the relationship I have with my daughter. Like, that's just out of bounds for you forever. She doesn't say that. And I mean, I think they both acknowledge that that relationship does seem unobtainable. Yeah. And I think Emily's a little sad about it, more sad than Lorelai, but Lorelai does her best, I think, to try to do Olive Branches here. By Olive Branch, I mean she concocts a plan where they both steal their robes. Yeah, I don't really understand this. Like, we're going to steal these robes you love so much, and worst case scenario, they charge us for them and you're rich. Like, <laughs> like right. who cares? Like, you're good. I had this dilemma, though, once, too. I was sleeping at a hotel, and the pillow was so good. But you did the right thing and so ordered good. the pillow. I did. I went to the front desk and was like, I want to buy a pillow. And they were like, well, you can order one from our manufacturer. I was like, yes. But I thought about just taking it. It was so wonderful. And it's still my favorite pillow. And I did this to save my relationship with Emily. <laughs> but I think Emily's pacified like a little kid. She's like, ooh, a project. I don't know. It's the problem I have with this solution. And I know I'm dissecting this too much, everybody. I am sorry. But like her whole thing is like, you've pushed me too far. I don't like how far you pushed me to do things that are outside my character. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then Lorelai's like, tell you what, what if I push you more exactly the same thing that upset you again? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. She wants the role, right? But she probably wanted to dance with this guy and feel young again, too. She just felt it was inappropriate. So she's just doing the same thing she did at the bar. Yeah, I hear you. She's pushing her to do something she doesn't really want to do. And Emily's all like, okay, I'll do it. But this time it made me happy. Yeah, I mean, it's like a fun thing they can bond over and remember. But yeah, you're right. It is sort of the same. But she steals it and she's excited about it. Well, what's happening with Rory, Brian? Well, at school that day, because like you said, it's got to be a Friday. Mm. Paris gets a terrible grade. Oh, my God. Did you hear about it? It was an A minus. I know. Made me sick to think about it. Madeline and Louise can't help her study because they have dates and it's Friday, which they tell us about 10 times. Yeah, a lot of times. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it was fine. Also, do you need someone to help you study? Part of me thinks she just wants a friend. Yeah. I think she does want help studying, but I think that's in some ways just an excuse to have someone hang out with. So she asked Rory. And Rory's like, no, I've got a hard night of eating smelly food. And washing smelly clothes. And we find out that Paris's dad has moved back in with her mother because he found out that was cheaper. Yeah, I thought that was all very funny, especially because Paris, like, says that she helped him do the math. And, like, <laughs> she's like, I could have just lied about the math. <laughs> and that was legitimately very funny. Brian lolled. Yeah, I did. So she's like, sorry, Paris. No. And then she's making out with Dean. They're doing their, like, PG making out, which is just, like, holding your lips together for long periods of time. Mmm, yeah, we're kissing. Yeah, this is how I'm kissing. Anyway, uh, I just feel like the kissing of Buffy is way uh, more... Too much. Uh, so much hotter. I prefer the implied we were kissing for 10 minutes, you just happened to catch the last five seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. Not watch the whole make out. So anyway, uh, Dean's like, hey, I want to come over tonight. She's like, no, you can't. He's like, come on, why not? She's like, you can come over tomorrow. He's clearly bummed, but he's going to respect it, we yeah. think. Then that night, she's doing exactly what she said. She's ordering her food, which we never see. Everything's going great. Do you guys remember this before the pandemic when people got to be a home alone? Do you remember this, being home alone? Couldn't relate to the scene at all. When she broke down what she wanted to do with her laundry, I was like, how can you possibly sort your laundry into that many categories? But you look around the room, there is so much laundry. Well, I think they share clothes. Yeah, so maybe she's doing her mom's as well. But it's still like, it's only two people. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if I wash both of our clothes, we do our laundry separate. We do. Um, everything else we do together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we poop together. We um, we don't pee together anymore. No, no, that got weird. Really did. Because one time you pooped and I was like, we're peeing. <laughs> 
This is all staying in or... Yeah. We also don't change clothes anymore. Yeah, right? We wear the same kind of clothes almost every other day. We stay home. We just wear jammies. And we switch jammies every couple of days. Yeah. We're doing fine. We're fine, guys. We have a lot of Cheez-Its. <laughs> We're doing fine. Brian's not even wearing a shirt right now. I'm not. <laughs> Who cares? But it is shower day. That's why I don't have a shirt on. I'm drying. Anyway, Lorelai calls pretending to be a keg monger. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work. She really wants to get Rory to have some crazy guys over. But then, ding dong. Speaking of crazy person, it's Paris. She came over anyway. Yeah, she's so insistent. Rory says, fine, you could stay for an hour and then you have to leave. And then Paris is like, okay. She like lights up. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then, a little bit later, there's another ding at the door. And it isn't her food. Well, it's not her Indian food. It's her American food. American snack. Ooh. Ooh, Jess. Yeah. Luke has sent over a care package, Jess says. Ton of food. Rory had just kicked Paris out. She was like, your hour's up. You gotta go. I'm doing my night now. She thinks this is her Indian food. It's not. And Jess is like, this is too much food for one person. I should probably eat some of this with you. No, he's like, you should give me a tip. She's like, what? He's like, maybe a fry or something? It's pretty smooth. He essentially like forces her to have dinner with him. She kind of seems like she wants him to stay, but knows it's maybe not a great idea. Yo, definitely there's that like, uh, yeah, I want to be alone. Also, I'm with Dean. But, like, I do like the idea of you staying. So she insists that Paris stay as, like, a buffer, which Jess called her out on. So they're eating. Paris and Jess are getting along. They're talking about Kerouac. I have Kerouac opinions, um, but they're very long-winded with few punctuations, so I won't do them right now. <laughs> but it's kind of fun to see them banter about books. Yeah, they both clearly like books and have, re- like, no stuff. They're not just like, I like that Dean Koontz. Then Dean calls. Uh-oh. He's like, hey, girl, I'm just going to stop by for a minute. I got some ice cream for you, babe. I miss you. I know you don't want me there. I know you don't want me to stay, so it's just going to be like one minute. Maybe I'll make you a car. I don't know. I'll just be there for like a sec. It's turning very Trump. <sighs> oh, no. It's going to be the greatest car I ever built. You know who's going to pay for that car? Nobody. <laughs> it's going to be free. Rory lies and says Paris is here. You can't come, which is not a lie, but that's not the only reason he shouldn't come over. Yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, well, I'm stopping in anyway. And then, of course, you know, as soon as she hangs up, she's like, you got to get out of here, Jess. I don't want to fight. And I like this because Jess clearly like is sort of thinking about, I think anyway, I think he's thinking about what Lorelai said to him in the last episode. What specifically? Like, you know, you fighting with Dean or doing stuff against Dean hurts Rory. doesn't hurt Dean. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to have a fight with him. And then he's like, okay, like he's going to leave. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but that's what it felt like to me. Well, that's cool. And he clearly doesn't like really want to go, but he's he's going to go. And I'm like, girl, you got to sneak him out the back door. Yeah. What are you doing? She's pushing him out the front door. I mean, I've seen this episode, but I would have pushed him out the back door or hit him in a closet or something. And Dean's. Standing out there, 12 foot one. Melting ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And immediately Jess is a dick. It's just like, look at your little bitty ice creams. Very angel to Spike. Yeah. I liked it though. <laughs> yeah. I've never really been a big Jess hound, but. Huge lady boner. I got a little lady boner. He's so cute. He really is attractive. And I don't know, his like snotty attitude and the things he was saying to Dean here were kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, let's be objective. He's completely antagonistic to but- Dean. 
Dean is is doing that thing where he's like, I'm like at least six inches taller than you, and I'm going to just tell you that by staring into your eyes from up here. Well, he just caught him with his girlfriend who he like already had like a clandestine date with. Yeah, I'm not defending either of them. My, yeah, my point is that Dean has every right to be upset, and Jess could just leave immediately, but instead he's like got to start a fight, which is like, come on, man. I'm glad you liked it, though. That's fine. This stuff is for entertainment value. I just thought Jess was charming. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Rory should be with him, but then Dean takes Rory inside and beats the hell out of her. Yeah, I guess he learned uh, to behave this way from that Donna Reed television show. Yeah, Rory just, shouldn't let him watch that. Yeah, and he just like beats the living daylights out of her, and like Paris just sits there eating fries. Some of this is true. Dean does enter the room. That <laughs> does happen. That's, that part is real. And he does like yell at her in front of Paris, which is a little weird. I don't know. He like caught her with this guy who clearly wants to be with her and she lied about it. I get why he's upset. I live in New York. I hear fights. <laughs> like, people fight much louder than Dean and Rory fight. But then Paris covers for her. Yeah, that was sweet. She says that she saw Jess in the diner and thought he was cute and asked if she could like get set up with him via Rory. This calms Dean down. Now he feels bad. Although you can tell he's like not sure if he can believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like buys it but does he? He buys it in that he's like I trust Rory. Rory's not a a liar mm-hmm. but like this seems like too coincidental so his like brain is short-circuiting so he's gonna go though he's he's over this but tomorrow all battle bots or whatever he's gonna watch with her paris is gonna go again but rory asked her to stay spend the night have a sleepover and it's nice because uh, they call each other friends ish yeah they're like we don't really know what to call this but it's it's friends adjacent that's nice do you like paris now no okay But they did, I think, try to make her sympathetic in this episode. Absolutely. Even though she did totally barge in on Maurice Friday night when she told her not to come over. She saved her ass and they had fun together. Yeah. And she did it, I think, because she cares for Rory? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right? She did kind of owe Rory for helping her, but she also could have easily sabotaged Rory because she's sabotaged Rory in the past. No, this isn't an academic thing, though. Right. So the last scene is at Luke's, which is mostly covered in tarps now. There's like two and a half tables open. There's just like tons of people, including Kirk, of course, that are just waiting to sit down. Is there not any other food in this town? I guess not. There's the pancake place. I've seen now the population on the sign, which is like 10,000 people, which is twice as big as the town I grew up in. Right. This feels like a smaller town than where I grew up, though. This feels like there's a dozen people in this town. Yeah, but if it's twice the size of my town, they probably would have like at least 15 restaurants to go to. Right. Rory's got to get to her big day of making up with Dean. Rory's paying, and she thanks Luke for the care package from last night. And he's like, what care package, huh? What? And Jess with his eyes is like, "Mm, don't talk about the care package. So then immediately Rory's like, oh my god, he did this just to hang out with me. Oh my god, I'm in love with him. She's just flirting with him super hard. No big deal, right? Flirting is harmless. Even though it led to Emily, like, almost ruining her relationship with her daughter. Lorelai has gone outside. Dean is outside, staring inside at Rory and Jess. Looking like he was going to murder someone. He's all like, Rory doesn't lie, right? Like, okay, dude, you're not doing great. And Lorelai's like, yeah, Rory doesn't lie, right? And they both just kind of stare at them, not knowing what to think. So this is really feeding into my theory that Dean and Lorelai get together. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, they're about the same height. That's it. So Stacy, do you think this is a good episode of Gilmore Girls? 
I do. I enjoy this one a lot, yeah. actually. I really liked all the tension at Rory's house. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see her and Paris get close again. I don't know if it'll stick. It's happened before. The drama with Jess and Dean was very confrontational and fun. I also really liked the nice moments between Lorelai and Emily. I thought it was a little annoying when they were fighty, but the parts where they were getting along, and even the parts where they stopped getting along and then were trying to figure out why they weren't getting along, were interesting to watch. I was very compelled by the whole episode. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good episode, too. I already told you that the storyline with Lorelai and her mother, I wasn't that interested in that storyline. It seemed kind of sitcom to me. Sure. But the other storyline with Dean, Jess, Paris, and Rory, that's where the meat was, and that was all very good. Mm-hmm. Jess's forcing himself over was done very smoothly, and, like, Rory's reactions were so much, as I keep saying, we're, like, show, don't tell. We're seeing, but they're not, like, saying what's happening as far as, like, her falling for him. So that was all good. And, like, Dean, it's very interesting to see how he's evolved because they're clearly letting Dean get angry, and I feel like you said this last time, I feel like they're trying to paint him as, like, not... A perfect boyfriend. Right. But it's a hard line because they, they've they already made him the perfect boyfriend, right? They're trying to make him seem like too jealous and yeah. possessive. Yeah. But I think he is kind of being. Yeah. But he also has reason to be worried. Yeah, it's like in a perfect world, yeah, he would see her with Jess, see that they're starting to like really have some chemistry and then would be like, hey, if you want to date Jess, that's fine. That's not how people work, you know? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I feel threatened by Jess and he should feel threatened by Jess. Because he's so cute. Which one do you think is cuter? Jess. Okay. Jess is cuter and Jess reads books. So I like Jess for those qualities. It's just the fact that he's just a dick all the time that I don't like. Yeah, I feel the same. Well, maybe Rory will be a good influence as Luke hopes. I hope so. So, Ryan, which episode do you think was better? We're probably going to disagree, but I'm going to go with Buffy. I think I'm going to go Gilmore. I think this is a good Gilmore. I'm not saying it's not. I just thought this was a great Buffy. Yeah, I don't think it was a bad Buffy. I think this was a nice, even matchup. This is like one of those classic Buffy, everything you want, in just like a middle of the season episode, right? An encapsulated story. The, everything you need to know is in this episode. But it references and takes things from previous episodes, previous seasons. It's funny. It's quick-paced. And it moves the overall plot along. Perfect. And Buffy's like pretty nude, and she starts talking like she did in Cruel Intentions. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I see the uh, sexual elements of these shows are influencing our decisions this week. <laughs> <laughs> And that's okay. I was just very, like, delighted the whole time watching this Gilmore Girl episode. It, part of it's maybe just nostalgia, but, oh, that moment when Dean is watching from outside and Lorelai is with him. Mm, that's so, ooh, gets you in the gut, you know? It didn't for me because in my head it was like Rory still didn't do anything wrong, really. I just liked Dean and Lorelai kind of having this, like, secret, we don't love that this is happening, but we can't really do anything about Mm -hmm. it yet. That is cool. It's just interesting that they're both bonding over, like, hating Mm -hmm. Rory being with Jess. But, like, because they haven't, like, crossed any lines, they can't really do anything to stop it because Rory keeps telling them they don't need to worry. Yeah. And everybody loves Rory. Until she gets pregnant. Yeah. Then the show's over. The show just ends. If you want to watch along next week... We'll be watching Gilmore Girls Season 2, Episode 17, Dead Uncles and Vegetables. As well as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 2, Episode 17, Passion. Oh, my God. Oh, Passion. You guys know. They can't all be your favorite episode. Oh, my God. You guys know Passion. You guys know Passion. Passion's like the soap opera that was on in the late 90s? Oh, it's a tie-in. Is it? Yeah. Really? 
We'll see. In the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the episodes discussed in this podcast. Like, which episode do you think was better? Who's hotter, Dean or Jess? What do you think Angel was going to do to Buffy if Xander hadn't showed up? Who's hotter, Miss Calendar or Cordelia Chase? Who do you think cleaned up the bazaar? Yeah, what happened to the bazaar body, guys? Is that where the principal's been for the last, like, month? He's still working on that bazaar body? Let us know. You can reach out to us by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, at Gilmore Slayer, where we post all kinds of interactive and behind-the-scenes content. And for comedy content not related to the podcast, you can follow us at Brian and Stacy. That's Brian with a Y, Stacy with an EY. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Brian and Stacy. Or you can send us a good old-fashioned email at brianandstacyreviews at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, we'll give you a shout-out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we're going to go sort our laundry. Sort that laundry. Indian food style. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's going to be messy and it's going to smell. It's going to smell so bad. (laughs) 